yo, what's good, world? It's your boy Rob, Geo, Andy, Talk, Real Views, coming through with another episode. I believe episode 32. Right, Andy? Episode 32. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about the fear of success. Um, because I've noticed because uh, uh <laughs> me and my wife are pulling some stunts right now that when you finally have the money to invest in that risk in, in something that you believe in, it gets scary, it gets real. And, and you're just like, damn, now it's actually happening. And you're so scared, not because you're about to do something new, but you're so scared in the result of doing something new. The result that could possibly be. Um, what yeah. you said, Joe? No, no, keep going. What just happened? All right, go ahead. Never mind, just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. Oh no, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, See you, brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the fear of starting something new, <laughs> the fear of uh, the fear of getting a reward for starting something new, the financial gains of it. You know, like your life can literally change, and you're not going to be in that same position that you are financially, and you could actually help your family. Now you have to live up to standards because financially your life is changing. You know what I'm saying, Andy? It's scary. It's scary. It's so easy to just be in that comfortable spot where you just work a little nine to five, get your guaranteed money and go home. But when you want a lifestyle with money, you got to take that into your own hands, man. Like <laughs> it ain't no I, I clock in and I'm going to make a certain amount of money to sustain this lifestyle. No. You got to be responsible for it, man. And so, you know, me and my wife, we starting a dispatching a truck, a trucking business. We're going to be uh, dispatching and trucking. We're going to do both. That's Scary. But we about to do it. Yeah, man, we, we're about to do it. Done talking about things. It's just time to just take the action because the more action you take, you slowly notice that your life, uh, your life starts changing, especially financially. And that's like the, that's the goal. But you also want to be a good human being. So, yeah, Andy, I wanted I wanted you to touch on on this, man, because you're doing a lot. You are now recording your content. You're also personal training. You also got classes. You're also in college, taking your own classes, and you're about to get married. <laughs> yeah, really? man. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Ace Fitz. For everybody to know out there, we gonna keep promoting the brand, Ace Fitz, man. But yo, Andy, how, doesn't it scare you? all these things that you're pushing towards the game that one day it's all going to happen doesn't that scare you um for a lot oh man i think i think that's the that's the big part of it it's the it's the it's the unknown and uh the fear of taking on that responsibility and um achieving all those things that you set out to achieve and i think the big part of it is um and looking at fear i feel like Fear is really huge when it comes to like the unknown. When I do, when I do mm -hmm. get achieve all these things from getting married, getting my degree, expanding my business, it's like, okay, what next? You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't, I, I haven't seen it that far. And so that's why a lot of people would be fearful of success. But I think a lot of the times is that um I don't necessarily try to focus too much on the destination. I think that's the issue. I feel like people see where they are right now. They see the person that they are right now thinking the way that they think. And they can't mm -hmm. kind of, they can't fathom 
the they, they can't really fathom how they how they currently are to when they actually get to where they want to get to. Does that make sense? I know right. this sound, might uh-huh. sound a little off because it's you're not gonna get there based off the things that you're doing right now. There's certain things that, that there's certain ways that you have to change your life, certain habits that you have to kind of critique in order for you to get to your goal. And by the time you get there, you're not necessarily the same person. So um, once upon a time, like it, it was one of those things where I really had to realize that because I was just like you, man, I was scared of like scared of success because I didn't know how the current me would handle it. But then I had to realize, yo, I'm not gonna be this me that's gonna be successful. Because if I was, I would already be successful right now. So it's like you will hear a lot of times in terms of, in terms of like millionaires. Um, a lot of them say it's like, yo, I was a millionaire before I had my before I had millions. You already you already had the the habits, the mindset. You was moving in accordance to a millionaire, and then long long story short, that's when they finally uh-huh. get their millions. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's how I really pretty much approach it, man. I realize I can't that I don't focus so much on the destination. I just more so for me just the journey of it all and making sure that I'm growing each and every single day. Yeah. Oh, I got yeah, yeah. I got you, and you right about that, man. It, it's it's crazy. I didn't even know that you were you were there. My my vision about about all the things that uh me and my wife said we want to do. Want to have laundry mats. You know what I mean? Properties. Like I I'm like yo, this is a this is a lot. But you're right. I love the process because it's fun. Right, the process is fun. You're putting yourself out there. You're doing all this stuff that's uncomfortable. That one day will be comfortable, and then then you you got to find the next challenge. Okay, what's uncomfortable again? Because that's and, how the journey has some substance to it. Uh, and, did you say and, something, Joe? Oh, no, no, no. no I, I just want to add something real quick. So yeah. in terms in terms of the process too, man, what you want to mm-hmm. do is you want to be able to make it uh, bite sizable. Um, so it's like how do you eat a horse? How do you eat uh-huh. an elephant? One bite at a time. And I think a lot of times, you like how you were saying, you 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 brought up the you brought up the end goal. <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to own the laundry mat. I want to own all these all these properties. That in and of itself is very intimidating. But how about this? Okay, I want to be able to rent out one room in my house. More feasible. Mm-hmm. From that one room, from uh-huh. the revenue I get from that one room, you build. So it's like, I think and the, the, the crazy thing is, though, it's like a lot of times people people see that, they see the end goal, it's like, how am I going to get there? It's like, yo, just what can you do right now? You know what I'm saying? So I think when people do that, uh-huh. it, it, it builds on to their goals. Right, right. Yeah, Andy, when I think about it from that perspective, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, so Joe, man, um, walk me through it. Like, you want to be sports agent? You want to have your sports, your own sports agency uh, business, also um, possibly an accounting firm. And right now you're a college student, you're working, and you are still, I think, making time to possibly write business plans down for all these things that you want to do. Tell me how you're handling it, and are you are you scared of the success you could possibly get in the accounting firm and in the sports agency? And how do you think your way will be of handling it when you do make it? I think, I think, um, like how Andy said, it's it's the fear of ha- of just not knowing, right? Like, mm-hmm. not not having not having a clue or an idea of where to go or 
who to talk to or where to start off at or how to even put it into play. Like, so, like, if you really think about it, because where we are in, in, our, in, our, in our society, not necessarily even saying as a black man, because even as a Spanish, Latino, Asian, coming from where we come from, there's not a lot of people that we know that have their own firms or their own businesses or their own agencies or their multi-million dollar complexes and duplexes and things of that nature. We have, if not the entry level to maybe possibly quote unquote mid-level tier type of people that we may know, right? Like Mm -hmm. we don't know that many people that are on that multi-million dollar scale and doing huge six-figure numbers right like we don't have nobody in our in our family like that so we can't go to them and they can give us a blueprint or at least give us some direction for us to go so we're pretty much doing every everything that we're doing we're doing it on the fly we're trying to figure out ways to do this and implement this and put this into play while doing that we're also trying to figure out ourselves so if you go into a business or meet with someone that has that kind of level of intelligence and, and is making, you know, a great deal of money or whatever, and you sit down and talk with him or her, you gotta you gotta come and approach approach to them like quote unquote like everyone says, be yourself. Let's be real. You're not gonna really be yourself. You're gonna try your best to impress that person in order for them to help your dream goal. Because at the end of the day, this might be your one shot, one opportunity. So you don't want to fail that. You really don't. Like, <laughs> so you really want to make sure like, nah. you're doing everything you possibly can, but staying as humble and as genuine as you possibly can as well in that process. So for me, I met, um, I think I told, I think I told you this, Rob. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely. But um, the job I work at, I work, I work for the city of Tallahassee. I'm pretty sure everybody kind of probably knows at this point. And when I was out there, I met a um, one of the executives for the city of Tallahassee um, accounting um, accounting budget. Like he does the budget for the city of Tallahassee. And I met down with him and, wow. to him and I'm talking to him. I didn't know who he was. I, I, I didn't know who he was. I was just sitting down talking football, talking basketball, just, just talking about sports. And luckily for me, like, you know, like I'm, I'm just talking about basketball and sports and, you know, that's my thing. That's who I am. Right. And then, wow. you know, then he talked about, then he talked about budgeting and different things like that and other parts of how we need to learn to learn to save and use savings and learning to make investments and different things like that. Like he was saying that. And, and I was, Mm -hmm. and I was piggybacking off what he, what he was saying. And I was talking to him about not reiterating what he says, but coming up with solutions. Like, yeah, we need to come up with saving plans. Yeah. We need to implement this within school uh, with with the education reform that comes into play when, when these presidents or these, um, you know, these, higher arty people in the in the local government do these do these things like we need we need to put these into for school for school so these kids can understand budgeting and saving and how to make investments and i was talking to him about things like that 
He was like, man, you come off, you, you, you got a pretty insightful mind. I said, man, I'm, I'm just trying to think for, for the future because if you really think about it, like, I come from, and I was telling about my background, I was like, yeah, I come from this kind of neighborhood and this type of thing. And you could go out right now and you could tell somebody, yo, do a spreadsheet. They don't even know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're going to know it's uh-huh. Excel, but do a, do a spreadsheet for me. You know, budget something. You know, use the use the spreadsheet to do all the math and things like that. Man, they don't know how to do that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know how to do that. I didn't get, I didn't learn how to do that until I got to college. And if you look at some of these man. other kids, like that were in that were in my class, like, not trying to be on that race card, but it's so true at this point. Like, I asked all my white friends that were at St. Leo. Man, they talk about they did this in middle school. Wow. So you 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 understand the the the, the advantages that they have. Like, They're way ahead of us. They're way ahead of us. Way ahead of us. They talking they talking about man. I already did this in middle school. What? Middle school. What? Wow. Are you advanced or something? No, nah, we in the same entry level class. He has to take this because it's mandatory. That's the only reason why he was in that class. So it's just like, yo, like, That's fucking so it's just like, yo, when you, when you see things like that, and I'm going back to the, to the topic of, of, of the executive that was with the city of Tallahassee, the county executive, he was talking to me. He was like, yeah. So he gave me his business card and he said, I know you work with the city and I know that you want to be an accountant and you don't know what part and you were talking to me about being, cause I was talking to him about being a sports agent and also wanting to do an accounting firm. But he says, listen, if you need an internship or anything like that, I'll be more than glad to, I'll be more than happy to have you working under me and you can see these things and I'll be a huge thing. So I, I got one of him, I got him as far as when it comes to internship, when I'm done with school, like when I'm getting close to that point. Yeah, you want it? Yeah, you want to know how that was done? Making a simple connection. Yeah, but that's 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 the yes, that's called being yourself. But also, you gotta show that you actually care about what you're doing too. Like you, you may want to. You gotta, you gotta show me preparation. Prep, like you, yeah, study. Yeah, I'm not saying, not really saying you study, but just just showing more insight. Being more insightful, digging deep, even though you have that general knowledge, like that's just general. Everybody could say this, but coming up with a solution, like you said, like I remember, I think, I think it was Andy or it was it was one of you two. I don't know, it was one of y'all. Y'all yeah. said instead of instead of instead of coming instead of like talking about the problem, come up with a solution. So that's what I can't like when he was talking to me. I I said let me be different instead of saying the same thing probably a hundred other other people were talking about. I'm gonna give him a solution, and I gave him a couple of solutions. And but man, this in school and staying on top of things is hard, dog. It's it's not easy, man. It's hard. So when you when you hit that, rec- there we go. All right, so yeah, man. Um, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. So I was gonna say with with, with Gio, um, everything you said, I do agree with, and I think a huge part too with like the success being um scary and stuff like that is. I think when you're consistent with your performance as well, that helps helps out a ton. Because I think a lot of times, um, and this is more like on the, 
I don't, I don't want to really, really consider it by, uh, success, but when you go viral or something, so like with social media, right? There's sometimes where you see somebody that they do a video, whether it might be like a funny dance, maybe even a song, it goes viral, right? But because they had no work building up to that point, after that viral point, they tend to fall off. So typically, if you are consistent with the quality of your work, consistent with your behavior, consistent with being genuine, and everything like that, when you do reach that spike, quote unquote, go viral, or you do get success, I think it will aid in, because you are, you've been so consistent, it's gonna really help you out, be level-headed and not necessarily feel too fear too much about, about the success, because you've been doing everything that you've been doing for so long already. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just one piece I want to add on to what everything that you just said. But Robbie, you, you was gonna say something. I had I had, I had um, one I had um, one point. I had one point. Um, yeah. with with the success that that comes in, and pretty much having consistently consistency throughout your progress. There's another thing that comes in, and that's the pressure, the pressure of maintaining and sustaining that whole entire mm-hmm. thing, like. Once you once you reach a, a certain level of 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 having a certain amount of a certain amount of money and a reputation and so forth and so on, cons- keeping it consistent and staying the consistent like the consistent foundation, you need it. Like right now, I feel like there's levels of consistencies. There's different levels of wins for consistency. I said my first goal was to hit three fifteen. I'm at 3.15. Now it's time to take the second win. <laughs> and that second win is the hardest win, dog. First level's always easy. You ever notice that? You take a layup, you make that first shot. Easy. Mm-hmm. You take a couple steps back, the shot gets a little bit harder, but it's still easy. It's not until you're at the free throw line or the three-point line. That's when the shot gets a little harder. Because you might make it or you might miss. But that percentage of you making it, when you, when you, when you go for that layup, it, it's, a, it's a lot easier. Uh, Joe said he has to get back to work. It is all good. So Andy, you and I will finish this episode. Sorry, yeah, it's text me that. Right. Yeah, man. So yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna yeah, say to caveat, caveat off of what you just said. I do agree with you. And I think I think another part of, uh, another part to that in terms of you know when you do reach new goals and um, reach new heights, uh, it always. You, you never you never make it. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because sometimes people will be like, I really I, like I have this set goal that I want to get to, but when you get mm-hmm. there, there's always a, there's always going to be another step to go to. So in terms of how you just said it, I mm-hmm. once had to go to I once had to go to bench 315, you finally bench 315, and then once you get 315, you're already looking past the next one. You're already looking at 405. Maybe for some people, yep. they're already looking at 325. You know, and it's just it's just a matter of there's always more that you could do. And I think uh superstar. I think in terms of that too, it's like, <laughs> that's how you kind of want to grow. Because as you, whether it might be in business, whether it might be in education, it's all about positioning. So when you when you do uh-huh. when you do uh get to a level of success it then becomes, all right, how can I now impact a certain amount of people with the role that I now have? And then that becomes, oh, right. mm-hmm. that becomes their success is now 
attached to your success. You know what I'm saying? Or your your success expand expounding. If that makes sense. So, so yeah, man. You gotta be very, you gotta be very consistent. There's um, there's different levels of wins. So, I'm now I'm looking at 405, Andy, and I'm not gonna lie, it's so crazy. Every single level, mindset, you almost approach it the same way. The same things creep up. The same fears. The same doubts. It's it's unbelievable because when I first, when I got back to to Vincent again, I'm like, yo. 15 is man, it's kind of getting hard. But when I did it twice, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Now my mind's like, okay, four or five. Oh man, I, can I do it? Or am I gonna look like that guy, that that caveman that they had on that TV at the gym? He started off mentioning small. He, he started curling little weights. I don't know if you ever seen it. He started mentioning uh, small dumbbells. Then he started mentioning bigger dumbbells. And every single time he benched bigger dumbbells, his body got bigger until he became a big muscle freak. <laughs> I don't know if you know the commercial I'm talking about. You ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, he looks disgusting, man. I don't want to get that big. I said at 405, I'm putting it to a stop because I don't think the average person can bench 405. I'm putting it to a stop. No, I I, I do want to say something. So in regards to that, though, like, it's the same thing. Like like I was saying before, that's just the progression. So in terms of that commercial, it was funny because of how fast he was progressing, but that's typically how the progression goes. It goes, it starts off with you're only able to handle um, maybe like 10, 20 pound dumbbells right now. But as you, the more time you spend in the gym, the more time you spend under the bar, um, the more time you focus on your technique, you do get stronger and stronger and more proficient. Now, I will say this being a trainer, um, the stronger that you do get, it does get it does get more difficult because there's things that you want to be mindful of because it's going to take it's going to be harder for you to recover and that's a huge part in your growth as well um in terms of uh weight training and everything like that but you can still reach that goal and so i think a lot of times when it comes to like and this coming down to anything a lot people have to really understand that first and foremost it's going to take time i think a lot of times where people people being in the 21st century and having that microwave mentality of I want everything right now, but you're not ready to receive your goal right now. It's um, it's something that um, a lot of pastors say in the church. It's like, you're not prepared for the blessing that you're praying for. And it's like, that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's the journey that prepares you to res- for that destination, for that blessing that you, you're praying for and that you want. And I think people really have to Hold in on that and understand that because the real blessing is the journey, you know. So, so yeah, man. Um, right. Yeah. Man, that that yeah, you definitely said it right, Andy. Like, man, it's that the person that you become and it does prepare you because now you could put it on the bar anytime. Three fifteen, I'll do it. I'll do it. I remember one guy doing it in high school fresh he didn't want to warm up he didn't want to get no sets in he just wanted it straight on 315 because he could do more reps he didn't want to do it with with a, a level of exhausting and i'm like you cheated man you need to see how much mental stamina you got how much muscle stamina you got that's not real it's fake i wish i could just go on the real way that i wanted to do but my muscles are like hey what are you doing you got warm up first ain't no blood flowing Ain't no blood flowing, man. And um, it's crazy. And and how you said with the with the oatmeal, I'm literally watching the stomach fat go down. It's just it's un 
unbelievable. But if I go down in a week, I would get so angry. It's not gonna work. All these weight loss pills, all this bullshit they coming up with. You got a little machine Andy, that you could put on your stomach, and now you have a six pack. I don't know if you've seen those Facebook ads. <laughs> all those YouTube athletes, all those people that already ripped. They just put him on. It's hilarious, man. It's 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 hilarious. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, I actually uh, and I'm, I want to talk about that real quick. There was a video that I seen. Uh -huh. There was a video I seen on TikTok of a. Uh, I don't. I don't even think he's a fitness expert. He's the 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 kid. He he's he's popular on TikTok because he does dances on TikTok, and um, I think typically he does dances with. I think with his shirt off or whatever. And he's lean. Uh -huh. He's not muscular, but he's lean. And so um, because of his high following, um, I think a company we reached out to him, I think it was a company that you was talking about, like the suction cups thing where you put on your abs and it vibrates. He was dancing with that on his abs. And I'm looking at that and me being a trainer, I was like, I, I see it one of two ways. Marketing, marketing, I'm like, yo, get out, you gotta get it. He's making his money from individuals that decide to purchase off of his site. I ain't mad at his hustle. At the same time, it is pointless because, again, it's one of those things where people are trying to cut the system. If you want to lose weight, mm -hmm. there's no, I'm a trainer and I'm gonna say this, you don't need a trainer to lose weight. The information the, the, the information that is out there is, has been given and it doesn't change. Consume, consume less calories that you burn you lose weight. Simple as that. You know what I'm saying? I think people right. it, it, do at least have 30 minutes to an hour every day to work out. It's as simple as that. People know these things. They know it. It's like, but it's, they, they still try to find the shortcuts. Be consistent at what you're doing. You're going to get to your results. Not only that, but if you're consistent, you're going to build the habits to maintain it. And that's something I think that's the that's the hugest thing because when you're not consistent, and let's just say again, if you do it, if you if you go to fast route, whether it might be through surgery, whether it might be through these diet pills or what have you, because you didn't develop the habits to keep uh -huh. it off when you're when you're done with that, uh, whether it might be like an insanity or any type of gimmicks that you're doing, when you're off of it, because there's no habits that have been set in place, you're gonna bounce right back. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, again, that's why there's a beauty in the journey. There's a beauty, in, there's a blessing in the journey and understanding, all right, I need to be consistent and develop these habits. So not only will I get the weight off, but I'll be knowledgeable to understand how to keep it off, work with my body, because my body is very unique. And it's like, that's that's how people really need to do. And that's just, that's, that's, again, that's just on the, that's one spectrum of like the fitness front, but that's anything in regards to building millions, um, building a real estate empire, building, building the trucking business, it all starts with fundamental steps that if you just abide by and continue doing every single day, you'll get to where you need to get to. But again, it's, uh -huh. the, journey, it's the journey that's the most important part. Yeah, yeah you're right. And uh, for, for all of our guys out there, and, and I guess women too, that have significant others, you know, you want to be with a person that holds you accountable and pushes you like like i have to shout out my wife over here she oh she pushes me a lot you know sometimes it's like me i don't i don't always necessarily need it but i just like the fact that she just wants me to get it done because she knows 
when I get into this mode where I'm just on fire, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop because I love being on fire. Being cold, it's cool. I have the same mentality. It's like, oh, it's, I'm going to catch fire again. It's just, when is it going to happen? But I just need to have that positive op level of optimism going going forward. But like I, like I said, though, man, like you need to always have somebody next to you that is always rooting you on and can tell you the harsh truth when you're just not performing at the standard that they that they know that you're capable of. You need somebody like that. Like I could see that Eureka's definitely doing that for you, and definitely see that 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 uh, Steph's doing that for me, man. You you have to have the right person by your side so you can achieve that success. And there are people that do it by themselves, more power to them, they do it alone, nobody's there. But there are people along the way because you need a, you need a team to be successful. You cannot be successful without a team. You need a team. Um, you, need I, somebody, you need somebody there to help you out. I, 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 I agree to a certain extent mm -hmm. because I think what people think, I hear a lot of times like, oh, you need a team, you need a team, you need a team. That's 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 true. But my issue is in terms of a team, um, let's just say if you don't have the capital to build a team, like from the from the get-go, uh -huh. uh, and you have you have friends that you could go to. But they don't necessarily see your vision the way that you see your vision. I think what people need to do sometimes is start on their own with what they have. Um, this Les Brown says, "Do what you can where you are with what you have, and never be satisfied." Right? And so you doing everything that you can within your power to do um, that. Hopefully, through that, you're attracting people who generally who generally wants to see you grow and expand. And it's through that where you are able to establish a team. Because I think a lot of times, like right. I go back again, when people say, oh, build a team, I feel like people are immediately assume sometimes that I need to go out and I need to start paying people to be on my team. And sometimes that's not going to work because if you don't have the money to cut it, if they don't believe in your dream because you didn't establish anything, they still be your ride or die. So will they still be there during the building process? You know? So that's why I feel like sometimes right. if you could do it, Whatever you could do on your own to build that traction, to bring people that who, who generally just want to see you succeed to be on your team, that's great, man. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that, that two cents in there. Yeah, man. Uh, this was, yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Yo, that, this was definitely a powerful episode. Joe was doing his thing. I'm pretty sure everybody appreciated it. You know, he had some technical difficulties. But, yo, this was definitely a good episode, Andy. Definitely powerful, man. Um, success. It, it, the journey, the journey is tough, but the journey is worth it. You become a better person. You might develop patience if you didn't have it. You might develop optimism if you didn't have it. You might develop relationship building skills that you didn't have. There's just nothing but good that can come through that that journey. And uh, yeah, Eddie, thank you for spending your your Sunday afternoon with us, man. It, it, it's always good. Always good. Looking forward to another episode. So I think episode 32 of Real Talk Reviews is in the books. When I get settled in into this new spot, me and we'll, we'll find some ways to get those two episodes in every week again, like how we were doing. Because um, I think I think our 
our fans like it, man. They look, they love it. I can clearly see they, they, they love, they love it, man. People are listening to us, and and and, and gradually, I'm gonna start throwing out some more content on uh, YouTube, as much content as possible. We just gotta get it, man. If we got things to say, write it out and speak it. Write it out and 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 speak it, man. And and, and let somebody hear it because somebody might like somebody is trying to find that message but they can't find that message because they just need to hear it from somebody. Oh, that's what I'm thinking about. But I just didn't know how to put it into words. And here you come, Andy, or I come, or Joe comes, and boom, we put it into words for them. And now they have that in their perspective and they get it. And now they just, and then they go apply it. So another episode of Real Talk, Real Views. Everybody, thank you for rocking with us. Y'all all be easy. Take it easy. Enjoy y'all weekend. Peace. Good world. It's your boy Rob, Gio, Andy. Real Yo. talk, real views. Y'all boy, y'all, y'all all, I hope y'all having a great week. <laughs> Shit, we are back with episode 34. Right? I wanna say episode no 33. 33. We Scotty out there. Yeah, it's all good. Um and today. <laughs> and today we're gonna have we're gonna talk about a lot of interesting things, man. We're gonna talk about how we as men, we got to hold each other accountable. Um, I was telling uh, me and Andy, we're having really good conversations about, um, we, uh, Tory Lanez finally apologized to Meg Stallion for shooting her. And the reason why he said he did it was because he was drunk. And me, me and Andy were talking about how too many people are using alcohol as a excuse. And, and uh, we, we need to stop doing that. We just really need, we need to stop using alcohol as an excuse. And why would you want to shoot a woman and you're a man? Where, where, where are we going as a society? We're not, we're, Joe, are we going in the right direction? We're not going in the right direction. I got to pull we're a gun in, because she beat me up. We're going in the direction. It's just, <laughs> it's all down under. <laughs> okay, man. So. It's 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 basically bullshit, man. I'm a little I was a little mad about that. I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing so many black men in trouble over dumb shit. We were talking about Trey Songs, his sexual assault allegations. Trey, no homo, good looking guy. Why are you why are you caught up in that? Why? He could get anyone he wants. Why can't he settle down? Come on, Joe, just one female. I'm not even asking Trey to get married. Just settle down with one person, Trey. It can't happen. Why, like not, Joe? Why is not Trey Songz? Not Chris why Brown? Why is it so addicting not, to be um, back? Doesn't it get old? Me and Andy were saying, a lot of guys are like, "Yo, I wonder what she looked like naked. I wonder what her body looks like. I wonder what her titty looks like. What her lips feel like." And it, and what what we realize is that they all feel the same, but we for some reason have this hidden curiosity that it might just be different. <laughs> uh, Joe, Andy, you guys there? Yeah, I'm. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So, like Joe, so do you understand what I'm saying? Like, what, where does that curiosity come from? If it all, if it all looks the same, you see somebody that flashes, and you're like, oh, great titties. And then the other one's playing around, and they, and they, and they don't want to flash. You're like, fuck, I want to see your titty? Shit, let me, let me see it. And if it looks just like the titty you just saw, but for whatever reason, you oh. think in your mind that it's going to look different. <laughs> No, so first and foremost, I want to rewind just a little bit, tab with it, and go down to um, go back to Tori Lane's apologizing. Um, 
far too late. I feel like the amount of, because she was going through a lot of scrutiny. People thought she was lying. Crazy thing is, people, when she actually told the truth, people, some people was calling her a snitch. And my mom like, yeah. okay, female gets shot. She's a, and she says, how like she she withhold it. She withheld the information. Before she was started lying about her. So she says what actually happens, and she's a snitch. I just find that hilarious. This is the world that we live in, right? But mm-hmm. it's because she had to go through all of that, and then now you apologizing because the reason that you were doing it was because he was intoxicated. That's trash, man. Now this might be. This might not be. I might not be the best one to speak on this because I don't drink. So I'm more of like an L7 on the square, if you will. Proud uh-huh. square, that way. But <laughs> it's, to me, I feel like, yo, you should know. You should know that you're getting to that point. And you should be responsible enough to, if you know you can't handle your drink, bro. He's a, he's a small dude. Apparently, size has something to do with it. You know, you're a small dude. You shouldn't be drinking that, like, that to that degree in which you get drunk to the point of shooting somebody. Right. You have a team as well. Like you are so, like some one somebody in your team should have put you in check. Nine times out of ten, they're all yes, man. Whatever he says go, <laughs> right? So it's like That's but it, it's, it's 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 stupid, bro. Is it's mm-hmm. it should be ashamed and honestly like if you're a fan of a man that type of stuff like you just gotta cut off, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, like for well, real Major Sally oh. gotta raise the standard though. Now go ahead. Not- so, go ahead, Joe. So, so what I was about to say was kind of, kind of the piggyback on uh, to a certain extent when it comes to Andy's heart, but uh, Tory Lanez getting drunk and shooting Megan in the in in the foot. I mean, haven't we heard this excuse from so many different people already? Like, can we just can we just keep that a buck? Like, we've heard this from so many people. Yeah, I'm drunk. I did something stupid. Yeah, I got drunk. This something stupid. Well, evidently, when you drink, it causes you to do something stupid. How about you stop it? You know, you're around certain people. You don't got to get drunk all the time to be lit. You don't got to smoke weed all the time to be lit. You can just be yourself and you lit, man. Like, that's that's just it. But at the same time. I understand. I I I get. I get the thing that Tory Lanez is trying to do. He's trying to clean up his image of at the same time. Really? Get 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 his thing together. Which, it, but it, but certain people, certain people, are gonna agree that to say that Tory Lanez did the right thing, right? By coming out and finally acknowledging Megan and, and saying, okay, yeah. Uh, I I messed up. I was leading on with lies, but here comes the truth. I didn't want to tell the I didn't want to tell the truth because I didn't know how I was going to be judged. You're an artist, regardless of whatever the fuck you do, you're going to be judged. Tony Bay Cleary, so that shouldn't even matter, right? But when you come out and Megan is doing all these different things for you and lying to cover for you shooting her in the foot, mind you, you shot her in the foot and. A lot of things, what's going on in society right now, as far as cop killing and things of that nature. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? She looked out. She looked. She looked out for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly, could have made it worse. Out. She could have. She could have made it worse. She looked out for you. Now, you gotta think. As far as like Tory Lanez, you gotta think a bigger picture, right? Like, 
let's say that situation didn't go down the way it was supposed to. And then you find the right person and the wrong person. And she ends up going to the cops and saying, you know, whatever is going on. And yeah, he shot me this and that. And they take, and they shoot you. Now you're dead. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be grateful about certain things, man. Like you just got to really think about what's going on and you got to be grateful for those things, man. So, Tory right. Lang, step step your game up, man. Stop acting like the height you are and act like the man you is. Mm. Yo, for real. Stop trash. stop thinking, oh, I'm Tory Lanez. I'm on touch. You're trash. Like, stop. Stop. I he's has he made a couple good hits. Yeah. But the thing is though, learn how to treat your woman, dog. Would you shoot your mom? No. If you wouldn't shoot your mom, why would you shoot a woman that you're you're with? I'm pretty sure he might have might or might have not had sex with Meg the Stallion. I don't know. But why would you I mean, a woman that might have gave you some booty? I don't know. I don't know. But we don't know how. Hey, Megan, like I don't know. six that's, foot. That's is it, I said, may it, or may it, not. And if it is, uh, Megan six foot. Five, I think five, ten, five, eleven. Might be packing, you know? Because I'm like, why would you be with this short ass nigga? Not unless his stick is huge. So, like, like I said, like I don't, I don't, I don't understand, man. Like, <laughs> she could have done way better than, than Tory Lanez, in my opinion. Could could have done way better. And and now, um, another topic that I wanna I no, wanna get on to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My fault, man. Before you don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to go back to the the uh, Trey songs that you brought up as well, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, in terms of in terms of Trey songs, man, like, um, you were saying like making money, light skin dude. Like y'all, you already know light skin gets all the girls, even though you know black men are. Dark skin man, we we, we coming up, but we it's still a light we skin. It's still a, it's still it's still a light skin world though. So it's like <laughs> the fact that the fact that he's a R&B singer, can sing can sing like crazy. You have all these women, that, 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 all these women flock to you. It's like why why assault them, bro? Like why like I, it doesn't. It's, it's just weird, man. Like it's, I don't understand it at all. Look, but, but Andy, you you gave the best answer earlier. You said it's just like Tory Lanez's camp. The people around him are yes, man, yes, man. Why? Because Tory's their connect. Tory takes care of them. Tory gives them money. Tory buys them shoes. So they have to agree with everything. Otherwise, their lifestyle's over, and they don't want to go to work like you and I have to do. They, get the, they don't they want to do that. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> And that's and that's and that's and that's pathetic. We need more men that hold another man accountable. If I see one of my homeboy, if I see my homeboy like beat up his girl, and I catch it, we me and boy have a conversation. Nah, I'm gonna be like, if I see my, yeah. if I see my dude, like one of my boys find that girl, uh -huh. we gotta we gotta <laughs> like yo, we didn't throw one punch, right Andy. Now. That's it. Throw one punch. That's it. And that's all he needs to wake up. Because here's the thing: I don't want him to his rage to escalate to Super Saiyan 3 when it comes to me, and now I'm dead because oh, I'm one of the hero. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta think about that kind of stuff. But what Trey Songs is going through is what a lot of these um, black R&B singers have gone through. Art, you know, R. Kelly, you got guys from The Temptations, like you, you, you start making all this money, you're famous, every girl wants to sleep with you, and so now you, you think you're a guy. You almost think you're on top of the world. You need somebody to bring your ass back down, exactly. you know. And but but before you find that person, make sure you're that person for yourself first, and then that's easier for the world to bless you with somebody 
that will hold you accountable, that will keep you grounded. Because if you don't hold yourself to that standard, that person that could come in, they'll be useless because you'll be, you'll be on deaf ears. You're not gonna listen to that person. They're giving you insight and perspective, but you still wanna be ignorant and you wanna be full of yourself. You know, and, and, that, and that's why, you know, Andy, you and I had this debate a long time ago. Um, you said you'd rather somebody call me king versus nigga. And I said, I don't wanna be called no king because I don't wanna get too big headed. You remember that conversation? I was like, I was, actually, think, I was nah. actually thinking about the other day. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And then my homeboy, he's from Africa, he's from Ghana. And my man was like, yo, you got to go out to Africa, Rob. They treat you like a king and all that. That's, where, that's why you need to go. So, so that's why I need to go there. Because I'll get treated like a king. What if I don't want to get treated like a king? I just want to be respected. <laughs> Is respect the king? Is that the same thing? It's my thing. It's my thing, and I, I hear what, I hear what you're saying, but I think it comes down to it comes down to the morals of that individual. I do want to ask you this real quick though. Mm -hmm. I just want to see what you, I just want to see your response real quick. Do you want to uh -oh. be? Do you want to be rich? Do I want to be rich? Yeah. Yes, I do. Why do you want to be rich? I want to be rich so I can provide a great life for my family. Provide a great life for my friends. Yeah. Okay. No, that's all right. That's a good answer. I thought he was gonna say so. Like along with that, you can have a lot more time to do what you want. You have control of time and stuff like that. Pretty much, i.e., king. But good answer though. Good answer. Um, but no, man. Like just to cap y'all off of that, man. Like going back to the whole finding somebody to keep you grounded. That is huge, man. And sometimes what sucks is that. I feel like for them, if they if they get pumped up too much, because they might have the agent that got them a great deal, hyping mm -hmm. them up. It's 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 sad that when you do, when they probably have somebody like a childhood friend that knew them before the thing, that yeah. tries to keep them grounded. Somebody that's in the on the other side of their ears be like, "Hey man, I don't like this dude," and they kind of again their vision gets clouded, and now they cut they cut off their roots. They cut off everything that that the reason why people love them in the first place and why they got famous. They lose sight of that. And that's typically what causes them to like have like the huge downfalls, man. And it's sad, bro, because it's it's like all these famous people, man. Like like you were saying, R. Kelly, um, Chris Brown. He he's he has his high points, but it's like he has a lot of low points too. And it's like, yo, like what happened? You know, but Kanye West, man, they were saying it was his mother. Like, once his mother passed, dude just went all over the place. And it's like... It's pathetic. pathetic right there. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's like... How are you pathetic? How are you pathetic? No, explain Joe. that. How you pathetic? Oh, okay. So, 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 Joe, mommy passes away. I'm I'm supposed to just go crazy and just not like it because my Robin, mom's gone. Robin, you know, you, you gotta understand. You gotta Is understand. he not watching over me? No, 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 no. You gotta understand. How, across you gotta head. Go, go ahead, Joe. How close are you to my mother? I'm very close to mom. How, no, 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 no. How close? Extremely close. I don't believe it for a second. But go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. I don't what do you mean? I, I am. I was just gonna say you gotta understand the context of it all too, Robin. It's not so. He, it's not just that he was close with his mother. He was close with him. He was he was close with his mother. And he had a lot. He had millions. He has a lot of people in his ear. He loses his mother, and all these people are still in his ear. So the foundation that he had that that kept him grounded, kept him rooted, is now gone. 
Why you got all these people just pumping smoke up his butt, making him think, making him think that he's bigger than what he is and everything like that, without that moral compass of you or the good for his mom, that's now gone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like not saying that and I, I hope that, that that doesn't happen to any one of us, but it like it could happen in which like yo, we we, we lose our way. We the money yeah. comes in, you ask yeah, that one savior. Yeah, that won't save you. In reality, it's just like you got, like Andy was saying, you got a whole bunch of people that's in your ear, whether it's for money, endorsements, different type of other things, and then you knew that one person that you can always count on that will give you the Mm -hmm. right answer, no matter how hard or how easy that answer was going to be, was going to be your mother. But who did he say his savior is now? Kim Kardashian? (laughs) No, I see Joe gave me that look. You know what I'm about. Come on, Joe, say it. What you talking about? He's about to say God. No, he said his savior. Didn't he say his savior is uh Jesus Christ? If that if that if that's always been his uh savior, uh, we don't we don't been... know about that. <laughs> Kanye West is a difficult human being. Like, <laughs> like the My only savior. person that was probably able to get him was his mother. I, I really think his mother really understood him from head from, t- from ten of toes course. down. Of course. I don't know. But all greater news and greater things. Looking at these conference finals. Oh, oh yeah, dog. I want to get to that. I wanted to get. Oh, I see you kind of read the timeline a little bit. I thought. I thought. I thought talk, what about what about Giannis winning MVP? Not nothing about that. We don't need to talk about that. No, that we don't care about Giannis. Yeah, I'm sorry. We don't care well, about that. Uh, <laughs> He's not. He's not in the finals. He's not in the conference finals. Oh, we're going to the finals. We're going to the finals. We're going to the finals. I, I, I called it. I told Joe. Joe probably thought Boston was going to be up 2-0 right now. That's what I think Joe probably thought. But, but he won. But we're going to come back to basketball. There's one more thing that I have to say. We have to. We have since we're talking about basketball, we got to touch this. Andy, how did you feel about Stephen A. Kind of feeling salty that Steve Nash got the Brooklyn Nets job and saying that that was white privilege because I felt salty that Stephen A said that because I was like, come on, don't do that to Steve. Let Steve get the job, man. Don't, don't do that to Steve, man. So here's my oh, pick. wait. Yo, you good? You good? All right. I'm uh, back. I'm back. That's all. Oh, uh, yeah, Joe, how'd you feel about that? About what, what? I'm sorry, dog. About Connection Steve Nash issue. getting the job and then Steven saying that it was white privilege. How'd you feel about that? Okay, okay. It's not the fact that it was white privilege. All right. We understand where Steven was going with that. We understand what position he was taking with that. The only thing I disagree was not saying it while Steve Nash was being the head coach of Brooklyn of the Brooklyn Nets. K, Kevin Durant signed off on it. Right. Kevin Durant said yes. We want. I want Steve Nash. He brought up the. He brought up Steve Nash's name and the and the the candidacy for for the head coach of the team. So it got signed off. Kevin Durant. Bam. Bada boom. That happened. They have a great basketball relationship. Steve Nash is, and I've seen him on many different podcasts with a whole bunch of different black guys, and even even through different um, conversations that he's had with different people. Steve Nash just loves people. He doesn't care if you're white, purple, green, orange, whatever. He just loves people and loves to help people. So Steve Nash is genuine. So that's the thing. And what Steven was relating to was more so of giving a 
black man, uh, I want to say in a, a, a head start, if you will, right? Because if you think about it, majority of black coaches that get hired are hired to the New York, the New York Knicks, Charlotte Bobcats, the Sacramento Kings, uh, New Orleans. Hold on, 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 Okay, that, 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 that's one. No, when are we going to be able, Joe, Bill Cowher, coach of the, the former coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, when he got the Steelers, they were not necessarily, who, that was my bad. I get the feed of like somebody calling me and shit. But when Bill Cowher started coaching the Steelers, you know, after Chuck Noll, he was an instant success. You know, he could have just made it fall apart. Mm-hmm. How nice would it have been if David Fitzgerald would have made that opportunity work? With uh, what team was he coaching? Wasn't it the Knicks, or was the it the Knicks. Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah. It was the Grizzlies. He it was with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Then he went to the Knicks. Yeah. What if he made it work? We would have been having the conversation like, "Look at this black man. He he did it. He 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 got it. And he he made it happen." Derek Fisher came for LA, stunk up the shit, lost. You got Nate McMillan's little little bald self. He comes in Indiana, gets fired. You took Portland to the fucking playoff and <laughs> get struggling with Indiana. Change your coaching strategy. Doc Rivers is getting blasted by his former <laughs> players. Did you see what Josh Smith said? He said, take that to the bank, uh, Doc, three and one. We've seen this before. And he said, take that, Doc. Like, why are people taking shots at these black coaches? And then Mark Jackson can't keep his Christianity shit away. So, so, so people, they're not trying to fool with that. Ain't nobody trying to hear that all day. We want to talk about X's and O's. Stop going to church for a minute. Be dedicated coach. I appreciate it. I wish he would have because maybe he would have been the one that would have got the ring for Golden State because he built that, not Steve Kerr. But Steve Kerr just comes in, walks it in, just like he did when in Chicago when he looked at Jordan and said, pass me the ball, I'm ready. He makes the shot, and then he makes his opportunity when he becomes a head coach. Same fashion. Right, Andy? Same fashion. Why can't Mark Jackson take his religions? Oh, Come on, take it off. Here's my thing. So with, with, with Steve Kerr, right, I put a huge asterisk because I feel like a lot of individuals know that it was Mark Jackson that assembled that team. Like the of base course. of that team, what do you everybody know that's Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like what you were saying, and I want to go back to the Steve Nash thing. I'm a huge Steve Nash fan. I necessarily don't see color, but I do see what, um, what, you, what you were saying as well. It's just unfortunate because you have a lot of individuals like you got you have a lot of assistant coaches that are black right now, like Ty Lewis, I think he's currently an assistant coach of the Clippers and like that. Did have the head job at Cleveland, but it's like instead of going instead of going for any black assistant coach, um, you go for an individual that never coached at any yes. whatsoever. Yes. Instead, instead of Derek Fisher. Instead of looking for a college black a black college coach, again, you're going for Steve Nash. Hall of Famer, great player, two time MVP. And but never like, coach. 
but never a coach. But 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 Joe, so, do you know? But maybe he was doing the groundwork so he could get that opportunity in his relationship. No, no, that, he was an athletic developer at no, Golden State with Kevin no, Durant. Isn't no, that no, no, no. Don't 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 fancy his title. His title was players coach or player <laughs> something like that. He, <laughs> player, some players club. He, he was he was a, no. He's not no players. Oh God, you guys, you guys are ridiculous. No, oh, Steve, Steve Nash was. A, was was some kind of a player of was assisting players <laughs> in their technique yeah. and in their and in their improvement and development. That's what he was doing. So at that point, giving him a high praise title such as a head coach can be a little far fetched. It can be. It's like he he, he needs to work his way up on that. He he could at least be an assistant coach. But but hold on, I don't know if y'all remember this. Wasn't it um Jason Kidd went straight for the head job at the Milwaukee, right? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Giannis, you, you see, you see, there's some, there's there's some players that get privileged. Giannis didn't want Kidd to get fired; he got fired. But I mean, he's still he's still a coach now, though. I think he's coaching with the with the Lakers now, assistant coach, right? Kidd. Yeah, he's an assistant coach. He's an assistant coach with the Lakers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, and one, one quick question to you guys. Yeah. I was gonna Go say, Andy, when the black coaches do get hired, do you ever hear Stephen A. say, "That's what I'm talking about"? The NBA, the NBA is hiring more and more black coaches. But I tell you what, when they don't hire them, that's when they start. These are some ungrateful motherfuckers. I would be happy just because, yo. Fitzdale could have made. Cause they don't stay long enough. I don't see gratefulness. What about the thank you? What about the thank you, Joe? They don't stay long enough to get a thank you. Long enough. Fitzdale went to the Grizzlies. Was gone in two years. You put that on like, you put that on. Let's go to a different coach. We can go to the NFL. Jeff, what's his name? Garrett. Garrett. That now is what you call it. He's been making Dallas. Jason Garrett. He's been he's been with Dallas for how long now? He was with Dallas for how long? He just he just got fired for having a subpar year, right? This man been given subpar years for about seven to eight years, ten years, yeah. subpar years. Who is his owner though? And he's talking now about. getting and he's now getting fired. I'm talking about his owner though. Are you? Be gone. What color is his owner though? <laughs> Answer that question. What color? Well, what color are all the, hold on, what color are all the owners? There's no black owners. I know. And hold on, hold on. NFL? NFL? Do you not consider Eric Spoelstra black? Hold on, hold on. You talking about NFL, NBA? Eric, I'm talking about both. Nah, there's a there's black no. owners you got. Toronto. One. You need to start, you need to start champ for Toronto, more y'all boys. Black ownership out there. No, son. <laughs> and he's not, and Kevin's not even part of the U.S. Hey, still accounts, though. You can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, it's like, damn. So you really got to think about it. But, but man, Stephen A has, has a valid point when it comes to some of these things. I'm just saying, he got a valid point. We're not What's he doing about it? What he's saying. What's his rallying? What's his work behind it? He has a lot every, to say, but I don't see every, he's doing. He's every single, it. every single time. So what? He he can't go in there and hire. 
higher, higher. He's not a part of the teams, man. You can't do this. Time there's a vacancy when somebody gets fired and they talk about who should be the next head coach for these teams. He mentions Ty Lue, Sam Cassell, Nate McMillan, and all these other African American coaches that are oh, You haven't what? even seen him coach. Get out of here, man. man. You haven't why, seen him coach. Why not Sam Cassell? Why not two he's a two time champion? Why not Sam Cassell? Man, that that boy's teeth will distract people, man. <laughs> that's, that's the reason why, ladies and gentlemen. That's because of his coach. That's the reason why. <laughs> because of his teeth. Because of his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has the scariest teeth, man, I've ever seen. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know about Sam Cassell, man. Maybe that would be good if I don't know. No, Sam Sam Cassell is, is 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 a very interesting assistant coach right now, but he's he's done a good job by, by developing these players as far as Montrez Harold, uh Lou Will. Who went to the strip club uh, his team to Zuba. Who was undisciplined? I got you. I got you. Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. Hey. There's, there's Ooh, that's what you got. You gotta go there. get some lemon pepper wings. There's some chemistry issues right now with that team, though. There's some chemistry. Listen, Kawhi the chemistry. Leonard is blasting Doc. Maybe Doc gotta go. Maybe Doc gotta go. Ah. But, but Joe, there's one white coach that got fired and he never got an opportunity. I told you about it. David Blatch, Cleveland Cavaliers. David Blatch, he was white. They fired him and he took a team to the NBA Finals. And he still hasn't had a job since. With no, LeBron. He did not take the team to the NBA Finals. LeBron James took the team to the No, no disrespect to Ty Lue. Oh, my no God. To Ty, no disrespect to Ty <laughs> LeBron took that team to the Finals. The only team that LeBron was on that went to the Finals because of the coach was the Miami Heat. So, congrats to the Heat. I give the Heat all the respect in the world. But other than that, it's LeBron taking the team to the Finals. <laughs> I consider Eric Spolster black. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> his, Eric his, Spolster. His first his name is Eric and his last name is Spolster. Spolster. When was the last time you heard of any black person's last name being called? He might, he might have he might have a, a percentage of black somewhere there. He's a, he, first of all, he's Italian. He's got some Italian in him. No, no. Does he? I thought he was I Filipino. So. Well, I oh, shoot. And now I really don't know at this point. <laughs> now I really don't know at this point. <laughs> but, we know, but, but yeah, look at, look at, look at. Oh, go ahead, too. No, but I'm saying we know about Eric Spolster. He worked his tail off before he yeah. even got to that head coach position. Yeah. Started off as a video. So, so now all these play, all these coaches that are getting handheld these head coaching jobs from damn near nothing or working a year under something and getting and getting these head coach jobs are ridiculous. Why do you think Eric Sposter is so great and all these other coaches are getting, are getting fired left and right? They don't take the time to learn about the game. They don't take the time to, 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 to focus and see what players they have and see the matchups that they could make and see the things that they can have. Yeah, you got to have a good, you got to have good assistant coaches. Your team got to be well in that, well good. And they gotta they gotta know their 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 basketball as well. I agree with that. But at the same time, as the head coach, you gotta know things too on the fly. You gotta be ready to make those adjustments when when the halftime comes. Eric Smoster, every single time halftime comes or whatever things come, his, genius. His 
mine is working. It's working. Pat Riley, Yo, Pat Riley they, took his brain. Pat Riley yeah. took his brain. Just ah, here you go. Put it right <laughs> there. Yeah. Andy, Andy, yeah. and Joe, you guys answer this question: What black coach can stand right beside Eric Spoelstra? Who, who you guys feel that is a candidate that should be hired as a coach right now? That that stands right with Spoelstra, right beside him. Uh, oh, isn't that a tough one? <laughs> I know, right? As much as these. We need a black coach. That, that, Give me that, one. That, Give that, me that, one. That, the, the, the coach, the coach of the um, Toronto before before LeBronto before oh, before that. Black, yeah, oh, that. he won coach of the year. I forgot his name. Dwayne, Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's he was coach pretty good. Of the, he's he a, he's the coach of the. He's he's the coach of the Detroit Pistons. So watch out for the Detroit Pistons. That's all I gotta say. Oh, he just Don't got be surprised. No, he been got hired. He got hired last year. He had to help them get get it together, even though they're trash. They still, but. they still, they, yo. There's some teams. It's it's somebody. I think the owner has to get fired. If the team has sucked for 20 years, the owner has to go. Get, you no longer. Get fired. You know, what they need to do is have government officials grab the owner, like bust in his room like the FBI agent, and oh, throw him out and say, "You are no longer." The owner oh, of this team, and if you come back in here, you're going to get executed. Period. This guy, this guy ridiculous. A lot of teams, a lot of, a lot of these fans don't deserve trash for 30 to 40 years. That's bullshit. Season ticket holders for what? <laughs> for what? Can go to their kids' college tuition. Oh, somebody get this. Somebody, somebody get this, man. Somebody get this, man, please. Piss me off. Man. We got a Like the damn owner of the what? Detroit Lions, they had a nice lead at Joe, and then they just blew it. I know you weren't the only one that saw it. And then the Dolphins losing to the Patriots. He lost to Cam Newton. You want to start the game talking shit. That's not even your personality. And he's still losing. Brian Flores, he's a black guy. His his talk, his talk clock is ticking right now for me. Like, yo, can I get some victories? I'm sick and tired. Oh, what are you talking about? Brian Flores, Joe. No, see, it's not ticking. I don't it's have not to watch y'all right now, but I'm looking. It's not ticking at all. It's not ticking whatsoever. <laughs> nah, you got you got things messed up. It's not ticking whatsoever because one, two was not even in the game. Tua still has to recover. They have to make sure they take their time with Tua to make sure he's good. Then you could probably you could you could properly evaluate after that Flores. Should have went with with uh with what's his name? Uh, Furry. Were, I can't even pronounce his name. Ooh, the guy, the quarterback of LSU. They should have went with him. Oh, Joe name. Burrow? Joe Burrow. They should have Yeah, him. he no, nah, he balling right now. He in the Bengals. He should have been, he, he been, been throwing, Miami. I saw the touchdown. The, I was the like, pass, I knew that kid was gonna be special. The, the first the first two games he threw over three hundred yards, if I'm not mistaken. I know this past game he you threw think, over you 300 think two yards. Done? Man, we don't know. We don't know, but the way I see Joe Burrow throwing, he looked like a vet. He looking real good. He gonna be real good. He's mm -hmm. looking real we'll good. But yo, overall though, um let me let me see uh, my, my notes here to make sure that we get in everything. Um, Joe, me and Andy were talking, and I was telling him about how a black pastor shot his wife. Now, we have to call out the church community because there's what? a lot of churches where that's going. I personally know a church where a pastor cheated on his wife and was kind of trying to get sympathy from a woman that I know. And, and I'm just like, yo. Aren't you supposedly a, a a man of God? Like, yo, you're you're trying to say your actions, your behavior was justified? Are you are you fucking serious right now? Like, I don't know, man. 
to me, the church what, is, the, the what, church what, is always been a big What's joke the story behind it? No, uh, she, she stopped coming to the church. And so everybody was like, okay, they must be having some problems. But then she moved to the state that they were from originally, New York. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, uh-oh, it's over. So he completely left. And then, uh, and then we saw him dating some woman not too long ago, like may- maybe about a year or two ago. Or, and I'm just like, yo, damn, what are you doing? Like, in, in my opinion, if a pastor is not willing to be naked, like as far as like telling people what is really going on behind the scenes in his life, take your, take your rights away as a pastor, bro. You, you, you're, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. Because I remember listening to E.T.'s podcast and E.T. said, Everybody was wondering where Didi was, and E.T. looked at everybody, but it wasn't in church. It was a conference, and he said, look, everybody, Didi ain't here. We, we had an argument. We didn't see eye to eye on something, and that's why she's not here. Um, for a man to have that kind of courage to look at a whole bunch of people that respect the fuck out of him, and he can actually admit that, I like that. There's a lot of pastors out there that won't even tell you what's going on in the dark. Instead, they want you to look at them as a God. And there's only one God. You're not that God. If somebody's about to die, you can't stop it. If somebody's trying to live, you can't get them up. You can't put the life back into them. You can't do it. You don't, you have lots of limitations because you're just a physical, you're just a human being. You know what I'm saying? All you could do is use your platform, use it effectively, use it wisely. But when I heard, when I seen that pastor, just because him and his wife had an argument and he shot and killed her, I was like, why? Why? Just why? You know what I'm saying? You know every scripture up and down. You're not even living by it. And I'm not, I don't know, man. I feel like as a society, we just have to do better, man. You got to quit telling these stories like, oh, another pastor did this, another that. Yo, we might have some mental health issues in, the, in this society, yo. Like, why? we need to address that shit. You know? And, 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 the, and the churches are... Some of them are on some cult shit, you know, in my opinion. This is cult shit. Like, oh, man, Pastor, we, we, we believe in you. We're sorry about what you did, but, you know, we, the, the Lord forgives. What, what the fuck are you talking about? I, dog, I don't know, man. I feel like I don't pray to the same God that some of these people pray to. I know God is probably saying, you fucking idiot. How could you do something? God is probably spiritually spanking his ass right now. This is my personal opinion, man. You know, once again, I'm just robbing. just... This is what man's been you done. Like, I don't think God is this soft, soft, little mushy snicker that everyone thinks he is, kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he has substance to him. I think he's, 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 an, he's an angry guy if you piss him off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure God could do what Freeze to do and just blow up the world, man. This is my personal opinion, dog. But, uh, Joe, what do you think about that, Pastor? And what do you think about these um, black churches? What do you think about this stuff that's going on with these pastors killing their women or they, they're uh, cheating and shit just kind of being justified and people are still following them in their congregation. I find it kind of cultish. It's my personal opinion. You and this cultish thing. But, um, I mean, obviously it's wrong. Um, you're, you're following in the footsteps of someone that, that killed their significant other due to whatever circumstances or situation that came up, that came about under no circumstances should you feel the need to take someone's life because who are you? You're not God. You're not any of those higher powers. Who are you to decide when a life should and should not go? So it's just one of those things where you should really think about it. But it takes 
it takes a lot for a human to forgive you on those things. So the fact that the church decided to forgive him shows a great deal of his character in that church for them to forgive him. So you got to think about the kind of the type of character that he presents to the church and things of that nature. So if there if his own people in the church forgives him for what he did and that kind of shows like maybe he is a good guy. Maybe I'm not saying he is, but maybe, you know. But I don't know, but but for me Personally, for me, I don't think at all that you're a good person if you're taking somebody's life. Unless someone is trying to take your life and it's life for a life. In that case, listen, I'm not I'm not going to lose my life. The only way I'm losing my life is when God tells me, not when you tell me, which is the difference. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave it at that. Right. I, I can't wait to hear what Andy got to say because this is like, Kind of under under Andy's book, Andy. Why don't you explain it to us about the corruption? Uh oh. I mean, well, we kind of talked about it yesterday, man. Um, just like discussing topics and whatnot, and um, um, Gio kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, at the end of the day, this individual, this he also tied over pastor, but at the end of the day, um, he's he's human, and. You know, you 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 don't have the right to decide whether somebody lives or dies. But what I was also telling you before as well was that him being a pastor, him knowing the word, him knowing the scripture, you should know that what you did was wrong against the word. And there there should have been I don't know what the parameters were were, I don't know what the problems were, I don't know if she cheated, I don't know if she what she did to him. But it should not, the repercussion should not have been him killing. killing. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, in terms of you know, the congregation still following him, it's, that's just crazy to me because, again, it's like, I personally feel like this man should step down as being a pastor because, again, he just went against the word that he is. He went against the word and the God that he believes in. So it's like, mm-hmm. wish the congregation that still follows him. It's like, okay, you're no longer following a word, you're following a man. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's where it kind of gets a little bit jaded and a little bit confusing to me. So, yeah, man, that's just not two cents. Again, I need to hear the whole scope of the story. If you got yeah. the story, I would love to read it, check it out, because it's, there's a lot of lot more things that I feel like I'll, I'll need to see. But that's just I, off of what you just said, man. That's how I feel. Because it's like, that, that, that tends to happen a lot of times. So, like, somebody will go to church. And they like the vibe of the church, but it's like, okay, are you being fed spiritually? Are you just like the vibe? You know what I'm saying? So that's where it can be kind of confusing. Well, I think that congregation just really likes him as a guy, as a man, you know, and it's like, yo, that he's not, don't fall in love with him. Don't make him a false idol, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It says that in the word as well, so. Man, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. So some, you know, I think everybody that finds that spiritual peace within themselves, uh, it can, I don't know, it'll, it'll give them a level of optimism that will take them far in life. 
you know, that's how I personally feel, man. Um, for me, it was it just what it just wasn't. It just wasn't church. I, I I couldn't do it. Like when you when you actually sit down and pay attention, a lot of them just talk about the same things over and over and over again, and it just bores the hell out of me. Like me, I just like yes, these guys, dog. <laughs> Whatever, man. I personally, when I have conversations with you, Andy. I get more out of that than I do out of church. I don't know, man. This is what I feel, man. When I talk to Joe, I get more out of that than I get out of church, man. Some of these guys try to, they try to, huh? I'll, I'll, the reason why is because it's it's catered to you. What I mean by that is when you, when you let's just say you, typically when you call, when you talk to us, man, it's um we catch up. And, and, and us catching up, we tend to vent. And us venting, we were talking about our problems. And then mm -hmm. I was talking about our problems in which we can't find a particular solution. You ask for our input. Now, in church, a lot of times the pastor has a message. And if you're not there for that message, that message might not cater to you. And you probably have one of those things where it was like repeated business at church. Hey, man, these messages ain't catering to me. <laughs> so it could be <laughs> that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more our attention is on you. And it's like, Hey, my think you should do this. I think you should do this based on what, like, what I've read or what I've heard from my mentor. My, I mean, it's, it's more directly indicated for you. And so it's like, in terms of the church, man, again, at the end of the day, it's for those to, uh, those who believe in the word, those who believe in God. Church, period. So whatever God you believe in, um, it's for them to come together and as a community, grow and when they when they feel spiritually weak um somebody can keep them accountable and you know staying them in line with the word that they believe yeah but in terms of you if you feel like that's not for you man at this point in your life that's fine you know it's like it's i think another is one issue that i do have with the church is it's like you don't dictate what's right or wrong you know? it's like don't don't do that bro it's so it's like if somebody is not ready, if that's not if they're not there, if they might never do that, that's just continue to pray for them. Pray for them at a distance and just keep it moving. So that's where they are that's where they are in their life right now, and that's fine. Right, right. I don't need their prayers, Andy. I'm good. People right. that know me and have a very good relationship with me, they can they 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 can pray for me all day long because I know it might go somewhere. It's so hard when you don't know somebody know, like, you know, sometimes in church when the pastor's like, pray for somebody, and you have your hand out, like, extend your hand out to this person, point at this person, and you're like, I don't know this person. And he's like, whatever, I'm just doing it because everybody else is doing it. I'm like, I'm not too sure if my, if, if my, uh, you know, like how when Goku needs help from everybody. So, oh, my God. <laughs> no, you already know. One, one reference to episode, bro. I don't think no stars come out of my, 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 my hand, Andy, but, uh, yeah, man, like, like I was saying, man, um, definitely always, I love, I love getting on this podcast with you guys. Uh, um, I can't wait for the next episode, the next episode, man, because I, I my as I got to, shit, I got to make it before I get, uh, before I get late to work, but I probably will be, but it's all good. And uh, the next topic that we have is, you know, apparently there was a rumor out of Odell, I don't know if it's true or not that he likes women shitting on his chest. I don't know if it's real or not, but um, me and my wife were having a debate about that. She said the people that like to, <laughs> I know, I just said the people that like to uh, have sex <laughs> in so many different kinds of 
I'm so disgusted, dog. I'm so disgusted. I know. We don't know if it's true or not. I'm going to have to do some research on it. But, however, um, for the people, me and my wife were debating about it, you know, people that like to have sex in so many different kind of ways where, you know, guys want their women to wear dildos and fuck them and blah, 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 all that shit. You know, see, she said that it's... Uh, what is going on here? I know, Yo, I know. And, and, this, and this podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. We're getting there, we're getting there. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Because this is a preview of what the next episode is going to be. Like, she basically said to me, the reason why they're doing that is because they didn't wait till marriage to have sex, and so they have a demonic spirit. And I was talking to my boy Batman about this. I wish he would come on the podcast, but it's all good. And I was like, a demonic spirit? Do you know what a demon is? I was like, a demon is Frieza. A demon is somebody that kills a whole race of people. What? They... <laughs> Yo, that's what a demon is. A demon is Margin Boo. <laughs> that, that's... Nah, not 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 big boo. The the the, the, the little boo. <laughs> that's that's a demon. Margin Boo. <laughs> the little boo. What that, about not? What about what about what's his name? Deborah? He's a de- oh, he's Bork. definitely a demon. He, he, he's, he's a... <laughs> you don't hear it in his name? Devorah. Demon. Devil. Yep, he is. Demonic. Yeah. And so we're going to be debating about that. We're going to be debating about that on the next episode. And so for everybody that was listening to Real Talk, we appreciate it. Yup, sexual preferences and does having multiple sexual preferences and wanting to do different things, does it make you have a demonic spirit? Can't wait to debate that with y'all. Because shitting know, on somebody knows chest how- is very, very disgusting. I don't care what nobody guys- has to say. There's no part of sex that allows shitting on there. Like, uh-huh. you cannot. But I'll holler I'll holler at y'all boys, man. It was a very good episode, but I got to get ready for work, man. I'm going to holler at y'all, man. That was a good episode. Can't wait to chop this next episode up with y'all, man. Yeah.